0: Hey, I'm Dr. Michael Hunter, forensic pathologist from Autopsy, Reels Channel's medical mystery series on Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to download the Podcast One app and subscribe. Then go to Reels.com, that's R-E-E-L-Z.com, to find more programs like this one on Reels Channel.
1: Good day. We are coming on the air with breaking news about the death of an American music icon. Prince, the innovative, one-of-a-kind artist who's given us so much great music over the decades, has been found dead. Prince sold 100 million records worldwide, making him one of the best-selling artists of all time.
2: He worked at it obsessively.
1: Prince won seven Grammy Awards, a Golden Globe, and an Oscar. He was quite the genius, uh, without question. But this massive success brought huge
3: pressures Prince found hard to handle. He had tremendous stage fright. The record company wanted to own him and control him.
4: He vowed, I will never, ever allow that to happen.
1: And then, on April 21st, 2016, Prince's star went out. He was only
3: 57.
5: I just can't believe it. I just
3: can't believe he's gone. Freaked me out when I heard it. Completely shocked the hell out of me.
5: A lot of people are still trying to deal with the shock and and the surprise, you know, how it happened.
0: Why would Prince, who is so health conscious and so against smoking, drinking and using drugs, die suddenly at only 57 years of age? Was this a tragic accident, or are there darker reasons for his mysterious death?
1: Renowned forensic pathologist Dr. Michael Hunter is the chief medical examiner in one of America's biggest cities. He has conducted over 4,000 autopsies and works closely with law enforcement to investigate suspicious deaths.
0: I have here Prince's medical examiner statement but in my 20 years of experience I know to get the full picture of how someone died you need to examine all of the available information so with this along with news reports and witness statements I'm going to piece together exactly how and why Prince died
1: Thursday April 14th 2016 Atlanta Georgia Seven days before his death, Prince is playing the last concert of his Piano and Microphone tour.
3: Michael Holtz, Paisley Park DJ.
5: Piano Microphone tour was a change in direction, kind of a autobiography about you know his life and growing up. And the piano was his first musical instrument that he played.
1: JD Steele, musician and
3: friend. He wanted to strip down everything and just have him, the microphone, the piano, and his audience. He had complete control of what he wanted to sing, when he wanted to sing it. He was floating on cloud valley. And a fantastic former girlfriend. Kind of like an
2: unplugged thing, which I heard at the house and at the studio, you know, years ago. I think it was the next phase of an older artist.
1: The tour is a great success And yet, just seven days later Prince was dead Prince Rogers Nelson was born in a poor neighborhood of Minneapolis on June 7th, 1958. His mother Maddie and father John were both jazz musicians and devout Seventh-day Adventists. But the marriage didn't last, and when they split, Prince moved in with his father.
2: His dad was very strict, and Prince told me his dad had a piano, but he would never let him play the piano.
1: McWall, Biographer
4: His father was a frustrated musician who would one day encourage Prince to play on his piano as a child. The next day, hit him so hard he'd knock him off the piano stool for daring to touch the piano.
1: When Prince's father threw him out, Prince moved into the house of a childhood friend. Together they turned the basement into a rehearsal studio.
4: I started getting to know him musically at that time. And I
2: used to go over and watch them rehearse in the basement. And I remember he was very shy. At that time, he really felt like he had nothing. But he was the type of person that would turn anything negative into positive and see it as something that helped him.
1: Music was definitely Prince's way out. At the age of 19, Prince's talent is recognized, and he records his first album. The following year, I Want to Be Your Lover becomes his first gold hit. After that, the hits just keep coming. Among them, chartbusters like 1999, Little Red Corvette, and the multi-award winning movie and soundtrack Purple Rain. Prince is now an international star.
2: His need to be successful stemmed from not having that much as a child. Everybody needs validation. Everybody likes that. But I think he needed the love and approval of his fans.
0: Prince had a troubled childhood, and it was made worse by something that I found in his medical history. He was born with epilepsy, a debilitating brain disorder.
4: Anybody that's ever suffered epilepsy or seen that in action knows how horrifying that can be. Other children don't understand and will inevitably mock you. You suddenly aren't one of the crowd.
1: Prince's epilepsy also separated him from the church-going community he grew
0: up in, where seizures were often seen as a curse. Epileptic seizures can be quite violent And for reasons that doctors can't quite explain, there's an electrical storm that causes severe shaking, convulsions, and can even cause unconsciousness. But I can see here that those stopped suddenly when he was seven. Most epilepsies last a lifetime, but sometimes they just go away for no apparent reason. So I don't believe this condition played any role in his death. But I can see that there is something that happened in the week's Prince's notes tell us that he was sick with the flu. The fever, the muscle aches, the lethargy would have been extremely debilitating and it would have made it very difficult for Prince to perform. In some cases, flu can spread to the lungs, causing pneumonia where the lungs become inflamed and fill up with fluid. This causes symptoms like coughing, fever, chills, and difficulty breathing. Oxygen can have trouble reaching the blood. In extreme cases, complications of pneumonia can be fatal. In the United States alone, approximately 35,000 people die each year from complications of the flu. So if Prince did have the flu, it was good that he stayed in bed and got over it. His show is rescheduled for a week later.
1: April 14th, 2016, Atlanta, Georgia. Seven days before his death. Prince is back on stage for the rescheduled last date of his piano and microphone tour.
5: Some fans think he looks drained. People that were closer to the stage that night, they said, you know, he looked a little frail and pale as well, and they were still kind of worried about was he was he at full health? In this
1: cell phone clip, it's clear that Prince's voice isn't as strong as usual. But his fans are quick to help him out. The audience
4: would actually sing a lot of the lyrics while he played the piano.
1: Prince is famous for his after-show parties that go on all night. Yet as soon as he comes off stage, he wants to go home. He flies back to
0: Minneapolis that same night. I can't rule out Prince's flu worsening, but it's clear that there is something far more serious happening. Within two hours of leaving Atlanta on the flight home to Minneapolis, Prince becomes unconscious.
1: On April 21st, 2016, Prince, the superstar who dominated the pop charts throughout the 80s and 90s, was found dead at his home outside Minneapolis. The world reacted with shock at the unexpected loss.
5: I just can't believe it's true. I just can't believe it. I just can't believe he's gone.
1: Expert pathologist Dr. Michael Hunter is now trying to determine exactly how he
0: died. Prince's fans said that he looked weak and pale at the last rescheduled show of his piano and microphone tour. Rumors that he wasn't fully recovered from the flu took a much darker turn when he became unconscious on the plane home.
1: Friday, April fifteenth, two 2016. Quad City International Airport, Moline, Illinois. Six days before Prince's death. Around 1 a.m., an urgent radio call is received. What's the nature of the emergency? What's the nature of the
3: emergency? An unresponsive mission? passenger. Uh, was it a male or female passenger? Female passenger.
1: Just before 1.30 a.m. on the Friday morning, Prince's jet is met by an ambulance. Minutes later, and still unconscious, Prince is in the ambulance in the hands of paramedics. The paramedics immediately give him an injection, a so-called save shot, to bring him around. Within minutes, Prince regains consciousness. His friend Judith Hill is with him. News of the incident soon reaches Minneapolis. I was quite shocked when that happened. I texted them. And I just said, is everything
5: OK? Because it worried me immediately. The information that we were getting was more of a dehydration that, that had happened.
0: Prince's blackout was not caused by dehydration. In almost all cases, the safe shot is given to someone who is thought to be having a drug overdose. The active ingredient in a safe shot is a drug called naloxone it attaches itself to the same receptors in the brain affected by narcotics, and it immediately reverses their effect. I find it very surprising that Prince would have overdosed on drugs. He was well-known for clean living, and he was strongly against smoking, drinking, and taking drugs.
2: I never seen him do any type of drugs at all, not even drink alcohol, not smoke cigarettes nothing and he was very against that
4: Backstage you were not allowed to drink to excess and not at all in his presence drugs were a firing offence
0: But I have here a transcript of an interview in which it is revealed that a member of Prince's own family claimed allegedly that he was a heavy cocaine user
1: It was Prince's own stepsister, Lorna, who revealed this shocking information to her attorney. Michael Patton, attorney.
3: Lorna, she was like almost like a mother to Prince when he was growing up. She loved him very much, um, but she was concerned about him as time went on, and that's when she opened up to me about his drug use. Lorna felt that the drug use was so significant that he would die of a heart attack at some point. She asked me that if something happened to Prince, if he died under suspicious circumstances, she asked me to speak on her behalf about it. This is a surprising development, especially since Prince was so
0: outspoken against drugs. So I want to know, when and how did this supposed cocaine use begin? In 1979, Having spent most
1: of the year recording his first album, Prince's record company sent him out to promote it. He makes his first appearance on the legendary music show Dick Clark's American Bandstand.
3: How many instruments do you play?
4: Mm. One of the telling incidents early on in his career was on the Dick Clark Show, which was a huge music TV show in the States. And of course, famously, he choked.
3: How many years ago did you, did you make these demos and then uh, have offers on them?
4: And he's completely tongue-tied. And after the show, when friends teased him about it, he vowed, I will never, ever allow that to happen again. You didn't know what you were doing? Don't know. The more successful he became, he became increasingly shy in public as far as giving interviews There are many claims that Prince began experimenting with various chemical substances as far back as Purple
1: Rain. Only a few years later, after the global success of Purple Rain, a far more confident Prince is being interviewed on every major TV show in the world.
4: The theory goes that how he did that was with some chemical
1: assistance. In this clip from the BBC show The Ozone... Prince appears far more confident. Perhaps the drugs served a purpose.
0: Dr. Linda Papadopoulos,
3: psychologist.
2: They allowed him to do the interviews and to connect with his fans and to, in effect, be the, the performer that, that matched his composer talent.
3: How are you feeling? You all right? Beautiful, beautiful. Prince did not start taking cocaine for kicks. He did it because he had tremendous stage fright.
0: Unfortunately, as so often happens, what may have started as a temporary crutch may have developed into a long-term habit. I have here a document from the Carver County Sheriff's Office which, if true, could suggest that Prince was
3: struggling with cocaine as recently as 2011. There was a woman who called from Germany who Prince was touring with who told the Carver County Sheriff's Office that this guy's cocaine problem is out of control. Can you guys do something?
1: Apparently... Prince had advised her to make the call.
0: If this phone call is to be believed, it sounds like a cry for help, which the police did not act on. So Prince may have been left to fight his apparent battle with cocaine alone.
2: If that happened to him, then that's extremely sad. It'd be really disappointing for me to believe that he was addicted to anything, because he seemed so strong to me mentally and physically and just as a person, so it would be really hard to accept.
1: Friday, April 15th, 2016, Moline, Illinois, six days before Prince's death. After receiving the save shot, Prince is taken to a nearby hospital, where he is kept overnight for observation.
5: The news of that emergency landing was shocking to me and, and shocking to a lot of fans because, you know, this is kind of the first time we, we were ever hearing that there was any drug use involved with Prince.
0: So far, there are no medical records documenting his use of cocaine. But there are reports that Prince used another drug a week before he died, Percocet. Percocet is a powerful painkiller used to manage severe pain from an injury or after surgery. So why was Prince taking a painkiller?
1: On April 21st, 2016, Prince, the pop star, died. There was no indication as to what caused his death.
0: It's such a solemn day because Prince died. You know, he's like the face of Minnesota.
1: Now, leading forensic pathologist Dr. Michael Hunter is analyzing Prince's medical history to try and piece together why this supposedly clean-living pop star died at such an early age.
0: I've discovered from an interview that when Prince became successful, he allegedly started using cocaine. And apparently he was still using it as recently as 2011. I've also found out that six days prior to his death, it was widely reported that he'd overdosed on a powerful painkiller called Percocet. Reports show that in 2010, Prince had a serious operation. Hey, it's Dr. Michael Hunter. Did you know you can stream the autopsy television series on Roku and Fire TV? Well, you can. Just download the Reels app and subscribe to see the TV show behind this podcast. And if you've got Prime, it's on Amazon channels, too. You could even find episodes like Gary Shandling, Tom Petty, and Batman's Adam West before they're released here. Autopsy comes from the real-life mystery fans at Reels channel. Find Reels on your TV at Reels.com. That's R-E-E-L-Z.com.
4: I mean, he didn't just do the splits, he could do them ten times and then twirl, and usually as he was playing at least one instrument and singing at the time.
2: He wanted to do everything himself. He wouldn't share the work, you know, even if it was too much for him.
1: Prince paid a high price for his physically punishing shows. In this revealing moment from a television interview, Prince's one-time drummer and former
2: girlfriend, Sheila E., which is a normal thing. You know, I mean, anybody that's in constant pain would have to take something for it to be able to
0: bear that. According to reports, in the early 90s, Prince was suffering from chronic hip pain, and by 2005, he needed a double hip replacement. At first, Prince refused to have the operation because he had become the Jehovah's Witness, and they don't allow blood transfusions. But... A hip replacement doesn't necessarily require a transfusion, and he eventually had the surgery in 2010. And yet, six years after the operation, when it's likely that he's no longer in pain, he apparently suffers an overdose by painkillers. So, why was he still taking them? One theory is, is he was taking painkillers to alleviate the discomfort of HIV infection. Percocet is commonly prescribed to patients with that disease.
1: A shocking story is published after his death, saying Prince was famous for his wild sex life and
2: claiming that he died of AIDS. I do know that he was a complete womanizer and that he loved women for sure. I think he had his times of being a one-woman guy for a couple of months here and there. <laughs>
4: Women loved him. He's a man, but with this clearly very strong feminine side.
1: Many of his lovers were budding artists.
4: He would write songs for them, push them in a certain direction.
2: I will say this, he was very respectful. When I was with him, I got his complete undivided attention. It was very loving, very close, it was very special. Prince just exudes sexuality. When anyone gets fame, one of the things that they're standing with is the ease of of getting what you want. I think in Prince's case, um, having not had much success uh, with relationships prior to the fame, I think once he got that, it's not surprising
6: that he then went overboard. Uh, People said, well, he had hundreds of lovers. No, he had thousands of sexual encounters.
0: If Prince had unprotected sex with numerous partners, his chances of contracting a sexually transmitted disease like HIV rises significantly. People with this disease can suffer from severe pain from nerve damage inflammation, pancreatitis, swollen joints, and other various disorders. Prince said he had the flu in the weeks prior to his death. And people with AIDS oftentimes have flu-like symptoms. They also can experience severe weight loss. And when he died, Prince only weighed 112 pounds. And on top of that, his own sister Tyka said in an interview that Prince told her that he only had two more years to live.
3: He said it a couple of years ago.
0: What would he say?
3: Um what he said was I've done everything that I've come to do. So I was crushed for about two two years
1: but the AIDS theory isn't believed by everyone.
4: Prince being such a controlling guy, it seems almost unimaginable to me that he would have unprotected sex.
0: There is no public evidence that supports the theory that Prince suffered from HIV or AIDS. If he was in the final stages of AIDS, he would have been far too weak to perform on stage in the days prior to his death. So, I don't believe AIDS is the cause of his death. But I need to understand why he continued to take strong painkillers. Saturday, April
1: 16th, 2016. Paisley Park. Shanhassen, Minnesota, five days before his death. The very next evening, after his painkiller overdose on the plane, Prince appears to be strong enough to host a party at Paisley Park.
5: Everyone was waiting for Prince to come out to make sure everything was okay with the plane making an emergency landing, and and I think they were just kind of worried
1: ...but Prince appears to be fully recovered. When he's not touring, Prince is writing and recording new material for his next album. Prince set himself a task
4: in the years after Purple Rain of writing a hit song every day. He had so many song ideas, he just never stopped recording.
1: He was in constant recording motion.
3: He used to rehearse so long, other musicians would be falling asleep.
4: Prince would stay up for days on end. He had a 12-piece band and recording studio.
3: Percocet was to come down from the euphoric high of the cocaine. What puzzles
0: me is that Prince appears to have been able to control his alleged drug use over the years.
3: Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th, one-time use only, not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.
0: So what happened this time? His close friend, Judith Hill, who was with him when he was said to have overdosed on the airplane, something she said afterwards may help explain the events of that last evening.
1: News of Prince's death shocks the world. The pop superstar touched people's hearts everywhere.
5: I just can't believe it's true. I just can't believe it. I just can't believe he's gone.
1: Now, forensic pathologist and expert coroner, Dr. Michael Hunter, is trying to determine exactly how and why he
0: died. I've discovered so far that for many years, Prince was supposedly taking powerful painkillers. These painkillers have a euphoric and sedative effect, much like heroin, and they can be addictive. Prince appears to have been able to manage his supposed drug use for all of those years. But then reportedly overdoses on the airplane. For someone who is famous for always being in control, this must have been a terrible shock. Prince's
1: close friend, Judith Hill, was with him at the time. She later reveals that the overdose really scared him. And that in the hospital that night... Prince swore to her that he would stop abusing painkillers. For Prince, who'd kept his addiction a dark secret for so many years, this was a major turning point.
2: Where there's secrecy, there's shame. We very rarely keep secret uh, things that we're, we're proud of. If he was addicted to that, that would have been extremely hard for him to accept. You know, because he was against any kind of addiction. He felt it was weak. If somebody was addicted to anything, he would have had a huge problem with that and that coming out.
1: Wednesday, April 20th, 2016. North Memorial Medical Center, Robbinsdale, Minnesota. The day before his death, Prince visits his regular physician, Dr. Schulenberg, who runs some tests on him.
0: The safe shot that Prince was given wiped the effects of the drug out of his system. So, a few days later, when Dr. Schulenberg's test came back completely clean, that suggests that he was committed to remaining drug-free. On
1: the same day, one of Prince's assistants calls a number in California. She reaches out to a Dr. Howard Kornfeld and asks that he come quickly to Paisley Park. Dr. Kornfeld is unable to travel immediately, so he sends his son Andrew, an addiction recovery consultant. He will arrive the following morning.
0: This phone call to an addiction specialist strongly suggests that Prince was seriously addicted to painkillers and that he was determined to kick the habit.
1: Wednesday night, April 20th, 2016. Paisley Park, Shanhassen, Minnesota. Eight hours before his death. That night, Prince dines alone. His chef later tells police that he looked pale and unwell. Thursday, April 21st, 2016. According to reports, the following morning, Prince is nowhere to be found. Andrew Kornfeld arrives from Los Angeles. He joins Prince's assistants in searching for him. When they head towards his private apartment, they get a terrible shock. Prince lies unconscious in the elevator. He's not breathing and has no pulse. 9:43 a.m. Cornfell calls 911. When the emergency services arrive, they find Prince unresponsive. 10:07 a.m. Prince is pronounced dead. They estimate he has been dead for at least six hours. Good day. We are coming on the air with breaking news about the death of an American music icon. Prince, the innovative, one of a kind artist who's given us so much great music over the decades, has been found dead. Investigators find no evidence of foul play. There were no obvious signs of trauma on the body at all.
3: And there is a growing memorial outside Prince's Minneapolis-area home as others are sharing their grief on social media tonight. It freaked me out when I heard it. And then when I heard the circumstances of, of how he died, it completely shocked the hell out of me.
2: When it actually hit me that he had passed away, I was just... It felt like just a part of me... My childhood, my life story is just gone, you know. I mean, he was my first love, so...
4: When Prince died, you know, the whole world went into shock. The reaction around the world was incredible. Whole cities bathing the streets in
1: purple. While the world anxiously awaits the results of Prince's autopsy, speculation runs wild as to how and why he died so suddenly. On that last evening, there were no witnesses, so what actually happened can only be surmised.
4: He was increasingly frail. He was very thin, he was very troubled, and he was alone.
2: He had people that did everything for him. There was always someone there. And if the incident on the plane happened just before that, why was he left alone after that? That I do not understand.
1: According to Prince's chef, who was the last person to see him alive, Prince looked unwell. He said that in the last few months, Prince always had the flu or a cold. He hardly ate and drank very little
0: water. The symptoms described by the chef, loss of appetite, persistent aches and pains, headache, cramps... These can be caused by a lot of disorders. But there are a couple of other things here that lead me to believe that he could have been suffering from severe depression. A Paisley Park employee claims to have found a suicide note written by Prince. So the question I have is, did Prince take his own life?
1: On Thursday, April twenty first, 2016, Prince, the pop megastar, died alone at his home in Paisley Park. At the time, he was trying to kick a long-term drug addiction. Now, forensic pathologist Dr. Michael Hunter is trying to discover how and why he died.
0: Prince's chef, who was the last person to see him alive, said he had symptoms which suggest he was suffering from depression. Then, a Paisley Park employee reportedly finds a suicide note And in it, he claims that Prince said that he needs to stop the pain, even if it means ending everything, and that it was time for him to go. If this is to be believed, what I need to understand is what pain is he referring to?
1: At Prince's funeral, his former girlfriend, Anna Fantastic,
2: receives some shocking news. I heard from a family member that he may have had early-onset Alzheimer's. They said he was using the monitor on stage already for his lyrics. He was having problems even remembering certain parts on the guitar. That would definitely be devastating to him. And he wouldn't be able to take that as a person.
1: There are many cases of people taking their own lives when confronted with the prospect of such a harrowing decline.
0: The suicide theory does not convince me. If Prince was so depressed that he took his own life, would he have taken such firm steps to kick his drug habit? And on the last evening... He was waiting for the addiction specialist, who was due to arrive the following morning. So, would he have flown him all the way from Los Angeles if he was contemplating suicide? I don't believe he took his own life, and neither does the sheriff's office.
1: Uh, we have no reason to believe at this time it's a suicide. The rest of it's under investigation. It then emerges that the person who claimed to find the suicide note never showed it to anyone so its existence cannot be verified. Finally, six weeks later, the medical examiner reveals the actual cause of Prince's death.
0: Prince died of an overdose from the powerful painkiller fentanyl. Fentanyl is nearly 100 times stronger than morphine and nearly 50 times stronger than heroin. It targets the brain's reward system by flooding the circuits with dopamine, a feel-good hormone. This produces a euphoric effect, but an overdose of fentanyl is lethal. It depresses the respiratory system and can cause death by slowing down breathing until it stops. Prince appeared to be very serious about kicking his drug habit. So why did he take this extremely strong painkiller? The symptoms described by Prince's chef could provide another clue. Those symptoms suggest that Prince could have been suffering from drug withdrawal, and the clean shot cleaned his system of the effects of the narcotics. And he was taking positive steps to kick his alleged drug habit. So by the time that he has his last meal, he may have gone a week without drugs. The fever, nausea, and cramps that he was experiencing, according to the chef, may have caused him to relapse and reached for what he thought was a familiar painkiller except that apparently the branded pills that he took were not what they appeared to be
1: A report claims that when the police process the crime scene after Prince's death, they find a number of hidden bottles of over-the-counter vitamins and aspirins, which they send away for analysis. When the results come back, they are shocking. The innocent-looking bottles
0: contained extremely powerful painkillers, including fentanyl. Fentanyl is so strong and so addictive. No responsible physician would ever give anyone an open-ended supply. It was reported that the investigation into Prince's death showed that he had no prescriptions of any controlled substances in the state of Minnesota for the 12 months prior to his death. So, if true, he must have obtained these falsely branded pills illegally.
1: To avoid detection... These illegal painkillers are disguised as innocent-looking name-brand aspirin and vitamins. As little as two milligrams of fentanyl can be lethal. But those who make it illegally are not meticulous about how much goes
0: into each pill. Prince's cause of death statement shows that he died from a fentanyl overdose. And according to reports, his levels were extremely high. Having managed his alleged drug habit for so long, Prince would have known his drugs and the dosages that he could tolerate. Therefore, I think that Prince probably didn't know that the pills he took that night had fentanyl in them. I believe Prince died from a tragic accident bordering on a homicide. Sadly, in the United States... Fatal overdoses from powerful painkillers are increasing exponentially. It's important to point out that the making and distribution of fentanyl sold under the guise of another prescription medication leading to death can be considered murder.
2: I think Prince's legacy is that dreams come true. He came from nothing, he had nothing, and became so successful. And I think it proves that you can, we're capable of doing and becoming anything we want if we work hard enough.
5: He brought everybody together, you know, it didn't matter what age or or race you were.
3: His music is going to
5: last for a long, long, long time.
1: Prince burned brighter and longer than most pop artists. He brought pleasure to millions of fans around the world. But as he famously sang in his hit song 1999, life is just a party, and parties weren't meant to last.
0: I hope you enjoyed this episode of Autopsy. Don't forget to subscribe at podcastone.com with the Podcast One app or at Apple Podcasts. Then go to reels.com, that's R-E-E-L-Z.com, for clips, extras, and more from the TV version of the series, including reenactments and autopsy photos you'll only see on Reels' channel. Find Reels on your TV at reels.com. I'm Dr. Michael Hunter.